Welcome to the Social Feed Podcast. I'm your host, Missy. Thank you for listening. Today we have with us Devin Johnson from Bovida. Hello, hello. And Sam Franco from Harvard Interactive. Hello, hello. Um, welcome, you guys. Um, just getting a little bit into what Bovida is before we jump right into the podcast. And Devin, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, Bovida is a global leader in two-way humidity control. They have patented technology that adds or removes humidity inside your package or container to maintain the right moisture content of your ingredients. Um, If you're wondering, what the heck does that mean? What can this be used for? Things like tobacco, wood instruments, herbal medicine, food, and more. And we'll dive into that in a little bit. So let's get into this week's episode number 65, Marketing in the Cannabis Industry. So Devin, tell us a little more about Bovida. I try to give my two-sentence spiel, but give me a little more in-depth about what you do. Absolutely. So two-way humidity control does not sound super sexy. (laughs) Um, A lot of people are probably like, what even is that? So um, it's actually a ton of science. I've actually had a lot of fun um, learning about all the science behind it, but it's basically how salt and water work together to regulate the air around it. So the product that we use works, uh, that we created is, uh, mostly used for, or it started in the cigar industry. And then we found, um, a use in it for the cannabis industry and as well as, uh, wooden instruments. So basically our team, our research and development team works to, um, use different kinds of salts um, and different regu- regular relative humidity levels um, to basically make any of those items like perform at their best. So if you think about, super simple example, if you think about like a box of cookies that you might have or a bag of cookies, after a while they get like really dried out and they're not as good anymore. If you stick a bovita pack in there, I think we use like the 30% range of relative humidity for food. Um, it'll be nice and moist nice oh. and chewy so there's different so, like levels for the, the different products you offer yeah like food yep. gets 30 percent a wood instrument would get it's 49 49 yep, 49 for acoustic guitars yeah okay gosh. yeah yep um cigars are in a range of like 65 to 72 um for the cannabis industry we do a lot of like safety and regulation things like that because um like mold can occur and different things like that and so we work a lot in like safe consumption and things like that so and then yeah. what do you specifically do for Bovida? Yeah, so I am the social media strategist or social media manager. Sorry. Um and I do fully like all of the social media stuff. So I do uh, planning for content. We do um, I do all the copywriting on the content. Um, I source like photography. We work with um, different photographers and things like that. And then um, I do all the community management and all the paid advertisements. Um, so it's been really cool to have that role where you can really like step back and be like on one brand. Um, but it's it's still three different things. So we have our industries actually like butt heads a little bit. Like you have your cigar guy and then you have your cannabis person. You have like your instrument player. They're three completely different people. So that's kind of something we could get into as well as kind of the marketing of all those things. But um, the product really hands itself to um, a lot of different uses. And so we really just try and listen on social space and try to figure out like how we can best develop an even better product for each of those. And I want to jump into things. that a little bit because, yeah, you have like the three different brands. So you have Bovida Inc. on Instagram. I follow like all the accounts. Obviously, mm-hmm. check out what you're doing. Um, Bovida- we just hit 25K this week. <laughs> Woo-hoo, nice. Check it out if you haven't. Bovida Inc. on Insta. And then Bovida Cannabis and then Bovida Music. Yes. So those are the three accounts you manage. Is there any other accounts that I was that I'm missing? No, that's it. So okay. those are all, all across uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Um, so we actually have like 12 running channels right now. I think we have a Pinterest 
Um, and then we're also on this uh, platform called Doobie, which is just cannabis only. Um, and sense. so, Makes sense. yeah, <laughs> totally right. Yeah. Okay. I'm so just <laughs> like, yeah, it's so funny when you work in an, like the cannabis industry too, you're not exactly, it's not exactly something that's casually spoken about and it's still a federal one drug or schedule one drug or whatever. And so, uh, it's, you know, we're doing a lot to try and break the stigma and provide education and things like that. So it's been really, really fun to learn. Ooh, we're actually at 20, 25.1K on nice. Boba Inc. right now. Wait, so, so when that's you really say awesome. cannabis, what specifically are you referring to? We basically, it's everything about the flower. So anything, uh, the cannabis plant is like a plant, obviously, mm-hmm. right? So like people will use it in different ways for, you know, different things of consumption or product, you know, materials and things like that. And cannabis basically is everything. Okay. Like that the, the plant would be used for. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. So I mean, you know, people use like oils and things like that and the flower itself. When our product comes into use in the industry, it's specifically for the flower. So when you use it inside of like your medicine jar, your herbal medicine jar or something like that, it basically makes um, the flower safe for consumption, you know, preventing mold and makes um, just really high quality so that you can consume it and feel better. So when you guys refer, use the word hemp, is that the same thing as cannabis or is that, I don't know, there's all these terms thrown around. Totally. Like... Do they all mean the same thing? Welcome to cannabis class with Devin. <laughs> um, so that's a really good question. So there's a lot of different terms being thrown around, I think. So um, cannabis is the plant. Hemp is also the plant. Hemp is okay. typically, hemp is actually legal, which is weird. So what hemp is, is it doesn't have uh, THC in it specifically. So the cannabinoids, when I say CBD and THC, those are the cannabinoids. Okay. And your endocannabinoid system in your body is just like any other system in your body. And when you take cannab- cannabinoids in, it will, you know, attach to those receptors and things like that in your brain. Uh, but the cannabinoid are different things that um, affect you in certain ways. So there's psychoactive ones, there's non-psychoactive ones, and psychoactive would mean that it would affect your frame of mind and mm-hmm. your thinking. Um, and so, so hemp, like if you see like hemp oil or like hemp products, that's never going to be psychoactive. It's not okay. things that are going to make you high okay. uh, or feel high. And so, so anything that would ever has to contain those certain cannabinoids that are psychoactive. So things like CBD. Um, are still like affecting you like when you take like a hemp vitamin or like hemp powder or hemp oil you're not gonna feel anything because not usually like CBD isn't really in hemp sometimes it is Um, but there's so many different like extractions and things like that Um, and typically like you'll find especially in Minnesota like if you're purchasing anything you're gonna have to like give your like an arm and a leg to try and get like at fresh time right now you have to get the cbd out of like a locked cabinet and mm-hmm. then that person who gets it for you has to bring it directly to the cashier it's like buying soda buy yeah well, it kinda, yeah <laughs> and it kind of makes you feel kind of weird like you're kind of like okay yeah like what am i like doing am wrong? i doing something yeah. bad you know and so i kind of push myself it's like no like keep doing it you know yeah. like we're all just it's working just in new. this together and i've actually talked to the cashier a couple times too like oh what do you she was like what do you use this for and i was like well i use it for anxiety and to help me sleep at night and stuff and taking it on a plane because I hate flying mm-hmm. uh, and I don't want to get wasted you know I'm yeah. sick of like getting drunk to yeah. to, f- to feel better or whatever no so, totally yeah yep. exactly <laughs> when it's a work trip it's not as PC <laughs> um, but yeah so it's kind of this like stigma that you know is trying to be broken a little bit but I think there's a lot of misconception and I would just encourage anybody 
that's curious to even learn more to just Google. I mean, there's a lot more yeah. things that are coming up, but um, there's a lot. The The one thing that I do know for sure is that I, like, don't know anything. You know, I'm, like, <laughs> sitting here, I'm, like, sounding like I know something, but it's not. It's There's a lot out yeah. there, so. So hemp is the overarching just term again, like kind of like cannabis. Yeah, they're equal in a way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I would say so. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. What types of like restrictions do you have? Because this is kind of like you mentioned with the government. It's this whole weird world right now. Do you ever run into issues where like I can't even do that if I wanted to with marketing? This is probably like the biggest topic that we'll discuss (laughs) today because. I can't even tell you the limitations are endless um so Facebook and Instagram actually don't allow any sort of cannabis advertising or tobacco so I actually have like two of these channels uh that are really tough like, to just handcuff me a little more yeah. like <laughs> completely completely not to mention that we run the risk of getting our page disabled and losing everything every day uh there's a lot of cannabis accounts that I follow that will get deactivated and reactivated and deactivated and reactivated and it's all just a process of like appealing and everything like that and it's a total nightmare um I actually recently dealt with a disabled ad account Completely disabled, uh, lost oh, everything. Stressful. Yep. Oh my gosh. Like my job is on the line. Yep. Get the ad account <laughs> back up. So I got, I kind of worked my magic and worked my wizardry around around Facebook <laughs> Business Manager and figured it out. But uh, I, needless to say, I mean, we're not doing it. We can't, you know, really advertise it. Uh, and I actually was reading this really interesting article about, do you guys know who Gary Vaynerchuk is? Oh, yeah. Gary V, anybody? Oh, yeah. Cool. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So I've, like, recently become a small, small Gary V supporter. Love it. Gary V junkie, <laughs> woo. Um, but he was in this magazine called Dope. It's a cannabis industry magazine. And he was kind of talking about how cannabis marketers are going to be a little bit on the forefront of innovation and just, like, industry trends in marketing because we're literally forced, like, calling Facebook and Instagram traditional media platforms because they're kind of becoming that, you know, expected advertising platform. We can't use those. Um, And so we're kind of expected to, or like we're forced to really just think outside the box and like be innovative in that space. Um, Not to mention like them as companies, I feel like they're missing out on so much money. Uh, And then it's gonna, so, so what we were thinking about and talking about at work about this as well is that it's going to get stricter and stricter and stricter and then all of a sudden things are going to become legal and so it's going to be okay and then everybody in cannabis is going to be like well we don't use you anymore like we're doing advertising elsewhere Mm -hmm. not to say that we wouldn't come back but it pushes us and we have we do a lot of influencer marketing I would say that's a big thing Um, but just thinking about like the messaging and everything like the platform it's just totally different cannot just place a facebook ad like, i was gonna ask you about influencer imagine. marketing because yeah. is there with having the influencers having to use like hashtag ad and like can their accounts get shut down or are they kind of more immune to that being that they're an influencer and not a business how does that work so that's a really interesting question we <laughs> haven't really run into anything like that yet crossing my fingers um but we we work with a lot of people that have pictures of like flower and everything on their site. So I mean, they run the risk of getting shut down as do we. Uh, but I mean, anything about it really run the risks of, runs the risk of getting shut down. So yeah, it's really interesting. And you, you find a lot of um, solidarity is a good word for people in the cannabis industry because when you're around so much pushback all the time, you're all kind of like, let's do this together. And like link arms and you know, go to war a little bit, so. 
So with <clears throat> um, a big thing like with the brands that we work with and a lot of companies work with, it's like they like to cross promote. So can you do that? Can you cross promote with like another cannabis brand or yeah? What how's that? What does that look totally. like? Totally. I'm actually trying to work on a New Year's Eve um, giveaway right now with another brand. But we obviously you can't like mail flower. You can't be like yeah, here's an like, How do you do that? <laughs> you know, yeah, here's what you win. So um, yeah, <laughs> you can actually now ship CBD oil and CBD is um, used for like inflammatory things, anxiety, um, and sleep aid. So if you guys are ever interested, happy to talk about it. I use it personally now uh, for sleep and anxiety and things like that. So, uh, but what we would do is probably like, we're technically an accessory to the industry, right? So that's kind of where we've found loopholes. I'm doing air quotes around the word loophole. Um, But, you know, that's kind of where we dive into the advertising realm a little bit. But we are very like you know we're not gonna give away flour or we don't really promote consumption or like rec consumption either um a lot of it is medicinal and that's really tough too because when people are just buying your product like they're gonna buy it and use it for whatever they need yeah, to you don't have control yeah. over what they do with it yeah mm-hmm. so we try to keep our messaging very pc and very clean and things like that but you know the industry speaks for itself i mean yeah. How do you um, stay up to date with all the regulations going on? I mean, you mentioned you kind of like you, you talk with other people in the industry, you know, but how do you is there like a site for cannabis? Like that you're like, totally this is what you can do. This is what you can't do. Or is it just kind of a learning experience? That's a really good question. A lot of it is really trial and error, especially with social networks. Um, obviously, you guys know mm-hmm. that a lot of it is just throw it up and see if it works. Um, but I think like just um listening to like a lot of the experts in the field like I've now follow I've now started to follow a lot of different cannabis marketers and seeing like what they're doing that works and trying to figure out um you know maybe why their account might have gotten shut down and figure out like what we can do to prevent that and mm-hmm. things like that um but I think just being really like quick on trying new and innovation new and innovative things I think is really key um and going back to the three brands how do you split your time between you know Bovida Music, Bovida Cannabis, and then the corporate, I'll I'll call it the corporate page, Mm -hmm. um, the Bovida Inc. page. Totally. So that's a really good question. We have, it's actually really interesting. So on Bovida Inc., we have 25,000 followers. Bovida Cannabis, we're just about to hit 10. Need the swipe up. So excited (laughs) to get the swipe up. Um, We've been working for it for so long. And then Bovida Music is, has been under 300 followers forever. I mean, it's, it's so hard to grow small channels. So... Uh, it's really, really valuable to have like experimentation avenues where I can throw something up and see if it works and also learn and be like, okay, well, this worked for a really big account, but this doesn't work for a small account. Mm-hmm. Um, and so my time is kind of spent on, you know, there's a lot more community management on Bovida Inc. because mm-hmm. it has 25,000 people looking at it, whereas music isn't going to have as many DMs coming in. But um, I would say like, innovating and trying new things for the smaller accounts is definitely a goal but maintaining for the bigger accounts i think is really really important we have an amazing team at bovida too like just a little plug for my homies um but we do like regular podcasts um we have the podcast box press and we do interviews with um notables in the industry and so we do a lot of social content about that which is really nice um we have a full-time videographer um and then one of our sales guys actually is the host of the podcast and he's awesome um and then we just have photography and things like that and so 
it's nice to be able to have content to work with too. Like I know, especially in an agency structure, sometimes mm-hmm. it's like pulling teeth to get content from clients. Um, and I feel like I'm like swimming in it, which is really nice. So a <laughs> lot of it is wonderful. Yeah. And yeah. a lot of it is just <laughs> stepping back and strategy and like speaking really high level and thinking about like what can work. Um, and again, I'm talking all about cigar right now. Uh, cannabis is again, a totally different monster, but um, yeah. For the Boba to music part, because that, that one like interests me the most, because mm-hmm. I feel like, oh my gosh, you could partner with like local bands and totally. like, you know, all this stuff. Do you do stuff like that? Or is that like kind of, I don't want to say like the on the back end, like, totally. like the focus is the other one's yeah. part. That's a great question. And it's funny too, because when you think about it, you're like, okay, well, Boba to music is the only one I can actually do any social advertising yeah. for. <laughs> yeah. It's great. You know, so <laughs> let's put a bunch of money behind that. Uh, so we have you know, done a few sponsor sponsorship things. Our company is very heavy on trade shows too. So we do over 60 trade shows a year. So we have, wow. I mean, if you do the math, that's over one a week. Um, and so we're kind of in that space, I would say mostly like event sponsorships and things like that. We actually have a huge, um, we have a, a partnership with a lady on uh, Twitch. Do you guys use Twitch ever? So no. she's. I remember she's when a guitar Drake player. when Drake went on Twitch. Yeah. Then, then what yeah. is Twitch? Why do I not know what? So Twitch it's a is? live. It's a live streaming platform where people will like game or play music and oh, like people okay. will watch them. Okay. Yeah. yeah I do remember this. It's kind of okay. like a Facebook live, but but like it's like it's definitely Twitch. for like gamers. Oh, like yeah. Hardcore gamers. Okay. Use that would Twitch. make sense. Why? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right over my head. Okay. So we sponsor musicians, <laughs> and one of them is Megan Lennie. Cool. She's from Minnesota. Okay. Um, and we you know do a couple of things with her. So we were just at TwitchCon in California um, over Halloween weekend. So that was really fun. But I think um, there's definitely like way more opportunities for like music festivals and things like that. It is kind of the thing though where it's like okay, you know. We need to grow this, but we also have so many big <laughs> How things. How much that time we need do you to, have? Yeah. To, yeah. I would say it's probably like if you go like cigar cannabis music, it's probably like, you know, 70, 20, 10, I would Got say. It. So, or no, cannabis is up higher. You get it. <laughs> probably 60, 40. <laughs> okay. You know. You can't do math. It's too early. Oh, <laughs> don't ask me numbers. Why did I even go there? <laughs> As she like sips her coffee. Yeah. <laughs> Get the green tea. Get the green tea in. in. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, what? <laughs> working with a cannabis industry, you know, account. Yeah. Um, what, do you ever get some like weird comments on the social media when you're doing community management? And can you share any of those with yeah. us? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> got any good stories? We have actually. This is an interesting conversation. <laughs> yeah. So. We have had a lot of, there's a really interesting thing when you work in the cannabis industry. There's a lot of really, really professional people, obviously, but there's a lot of, I mean, it's, there's a lot of consumption of people. So, you know, and we're trying to break the stigma as well around the plant. So I'll be careful to say, you know, I'm not going to use like the word like stoner or like pothead and things like that. Like, uh, but you know, there's some comments sometimes that I kind of have to like brush off because it's like we get like some trolls I will say we've had a few instances where uh, we've had competitor products uh, kind of spread messages that aren't necessarily true about Boveda and so we have a lot of people that get really worked up about these things because they kind of they're kind of purists cannabis consumers are very like I want natural plants I want natural things and I want natural things with my yeah. with my cannabis and so they're like you're toxic you're bad you know like get out of here <laughs> uh, and so that is a huge thing that we have to deal with and we actually structure a ton of our messaging to kind of just be really educational for that reason um, and so we only have salt and water in our packets and so we just make sure that like everybody 
you know, it's not bad for your flower. It's mm-hmm. actually really good for your flower. Um, but we have, let's see, we get DMs of people trying to buy weed a lot. And I'm like, this is <laughs> not what we're doing, this people. Not like, not at that. all. Oh, oh, man. So that's interesting. Um, yeah, just like the normal stuff, I feel like. I can imagine like what some of the comments would be, but I just thought, I'm like, is there something that's just really weird <laughs> out there? Like, uh, dude, we don't do that. Yeah, nothing <laughs> crazy. I think like, some of the ones that are like it's really cute too when you wake up in the morning or whatever and check you know log on to go to work and everything that people are like i love your product like you really just changed my life and you know like boba forever yeah. and i'm like thank you mike from tennessee like you're the reason that i go to work in the morning like so that's it. really awesome i think there's a lot of positivity too like it's hard with the negative stuff obviously like community management i think takes a toll on my role because it's just so like we actually like i'm the full-time community manager but sometimes my team will pick it up on like weekends and mm-hmm. things like that and like good luck guys yeah. like Ooh. text me if you need anything but Break. don't yeah because <laughs> you need some time off because it is just really people expect like a very one-on-one response and things like that but they don't always realize that there's like a human behind the phone and the account and things yeah. like that and i'm like god like if you knew that there was like a 26 year old female behind this you like would not be saying things sometimes I laugh to myself mm-hmm. when I'm running the cigar account cause I'm like if you even knew that I'm just like a midwestern white like, <laughs> young like, female on your couch smoked like my first cigar six months ago like you have no idea like yeah so um what, <laughs> one other thing is what are some examples of like a successful campaign that you've done with Boveda so far and can you kind of walk us through like what that looked like and yeah. how you executed that it's a really good question. I might need to think about that for a second. Um, it's been so tough with the advertising issues. <clears throat> I know. I was going to say that's definitely, like, a huge restriction on that I one. I know. For for campaigns, we have a lot of um, – this is actually a good one. So I am not responsible for this creatively, but we have a campaign that we use for print, uh, video, and social um, which is called like for my humidor and so we go to big big name players in the industry like total just like legacies uh, and we kind of have them talk about why they use Boveda and it's like basically like for their humidor personally but also like for their business um, and so that does really really well because we've done um, I mean it's a total legacy campaign we've done it for the past couple years we've done like huge videos where like my team's gone to like Dominican Republic and filmed like you know, a lot of that stuff. So I think that that does really well because it's really easy to splice into little like bites of content as well um, and do like photos and things like that and interviews and stuff. So, um, but I think something really, really simple, we're doing a giveaway right now. Um, I mean, that's something that I've learned too is just like going back to basics Mm -hmm. um, and just seeing how people, social media is so much more simple because we're in it every day. We're like, we're learning the ins and outs and everything, but um, sometimes I just step back and I'm just like, just give the people what they yeah. want. Give them free just, stuff. You just give people them free stuff. Free things. Well, that's especially so like with a product that if they've never tried before, like that's mm-hmm. the best way to get yep. someone to love your brand is try our product yep. and you fall in love with it. I'm so thankful for my company is so supportive of that because it's like just free. Just give the people mm-hmm. to try it and yep. then they'll love it. Yep. Um, do you guys do anything with Amazon? Yeah. Can you do anything with Amazon? So, like, people could buy Boveda if they go to Amazon.com. Mm-hmm. Yep. Is there restrictions with that? I mean, again, you're not smelling, selling cannabis, but, yeah. like, is there any 
issues with anything like that. Not at all. No, yeah. If you type in, like, Bovida and Amazon, there's a ton of different options. And we do, you know, product shipment and everything to Amazon. Um, and it's really interesting. I think, like, cannabis, the cannabis industry, too, is really uh, aware and used to, like, going a little under the brow a little bit. So, mm-hmm. like, they're used to seeing different, you know, use, uh, like verbiage like herbal and herbs and things like that and so a lot of the marketing is kind of you know off the off the cuff a little bit but um I think like there's a lot it's already really happening like in our country and in our world and I think locally in Minnesota it's I don't want to use the word behind but like we're kind of behind um like a lot of places South Korea I think actually just like legalized like medical which is actually insane. I don't think anybody <laughs> even anticipated that. We weren't you know, expecting that. Canada just legalized. Michigan is now rec yep. I saw, legal. I heard about that. The first in the Midwest. So that's actually huge. Um, do you see like a surge of like when a state, like let's say for Michigan, like when they legalize something like that, do you see a surge of like your product or do you start, start marketing that area then? Because you yeah. know that that's going to be a... A higher quantity yeah, of interesting. Maybe Absolutely. That's a great question. So we'll do a lot of messaging, or at least I try to keep up a little bit on the politics. We definitely don't, um, that's not like one of our core things is to try and keep up with all of it, but absolutely. I think like in a perfect world, I would seek out like a newly legal state and just blast them with Facebook ads. But again, can't do that. <laughs> so, you know, we yeah. like have different strategies for like taking people in those states and maybe reaching out to like influencers in those places. Um, but, yeah, it's really, I mean, again, just the limitations are really tough. But absolutely. Can you do anything with, like, Google, like, display ads or TrueView? Or, like, is that kind of, is that, you can't do that either? No, we totally, we totally do that. I think okay. a lot of keywords, um, we do a lot of, like, keyword, um, like, AdWords and things like that. Got it. Um, and we just actually did YouTube ads. I think that was with Cigar okay. that we were doing those. But, um, yeah, I mean, basically, like, when you think about it, it's like the visual and the language is like what you really got to think about. Like you can't promote anything with like the flower, like photo of flower Mm -hmm. in it. So anything that's like with a container or just like just our packs um, really work. But yeah, I think we just kind of navigate that, that as we can. So, and we talked a little bit about this, but I want to jump back into it. So like with the politics side of it, is your um, company involved at all with like legislation? Like, do you go and like, you know, hey, like vote for this bill or get these things to pass? Are you involved with the government at all in that? Not really at all. Um, we do have some partners that are um, that we work with to kind of have, you know, understanding of what's, you know, especially in different places of the world. Like we don't work a ton in Minnesota, obviously, because of our laws. And so like West Coast and in Canada and things like that, like we have to be really aware like something random like in Canada we have to change like the labels on our packs because of product regulations and things like that so we're pretty on top of government regulations and things that we have to do and I think um before when I mentioned that we're at trade shows there's a lot of like you know um what's the word I'm looking for our roommate would know like um, when you try to get support and get people to vote oh, like, for like something. Rallying kind yeah, of? like kind of like, like that. Like for gotcha. people. Like signing um, petitions and like yeah, all that stuff. Imagine. Yeah, we kind of, I think. Advocating? Was that yeah. the Advocating. Nah, maybe. No. <laughs> maybe. Not <laughs> sure. Like, no? five seconds Lobbying? Lobbying? Oh, like yeah. a lobbyist? Laura? Yeah. Laurel Shakowsky, are you listening to yeah. this? What's <laughs> the word? <laughs> we'll make her listen to this Plug. later. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, but yeah, I think we are kind of very much like obviously where the products where cannabis is legal, that's where people are going to buy more of our products. So I think by default, we're in support of it. Um, 
But yeah, we're not. We don't take like full political stances on like really okay. anything. Because that's I kn- a good question. I know that there's like some like there's a beauty brand that um, I've talked with before, and they like are because our the beauty industry is like not regulated. Like mm-hmm. you know how Europe has like they ban like all these chemicals in their beauty products. We sure. don't do that here. Mm-hmm. So course. they work a lot with the government and trying to like make safer like laws for beauty. So I didn't know if you Love guys that. had anything with that. No, but um. Yeah, put, cool. put chemicals on your face. Yeah. I know, oh. I'm like, yeah, all that stuff. What's in our face? <laughs> Do you guys, speaking of beauty, would you guys ever, like, expand into other areas besides, like, the food, the, you know, music? Have you, yeah. Have you thought about That's, that? Can you this share is actually, that? Yeah, this is actually <laughs> so yeah. funny that you bring this up. So I don't think this is, you know, proprietary information or anything, but someone actually messaged us on social. So we work really closely with, like, the research and development team, too, to be like, hey, we got a message on social, like, let's try this. Like, what what does our product work for this? Someone actually messaged us about eyelash adhesive. Wow. Because, oh. because since it's, like, sticky, like, uh-huh. it's literally an adhesive, oh. if it dries up, it's useless, mm-hmm. right? So, like, yeah. you have to regulate the humidity level in all of its transport and its development and things like that. And we're like, all right, well, let's just see, you know? Yeah. So humidity actually comes into play with almost everything, and people don't even think about it. I just feel like makeup, especially because it is going more like natural and like there's expiration dates on makeup. Like if you ever go to Lush, they have the expiration date right on the front. Mm -hmm. I love Lush. Lush Lush is such a special place. Yeah, Yeah, is that like something that you're going to need? Something that can maintain Mm -hmm. natural products? Absolutely. Lush, if you're listening, use Bovida. Let's develop a product together. Collaboration. (laughs) Hit us up. I would die. Lush is based out of Canada. I know, Vancouver. There you go. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Okay, and you guys are based out of Minnesota. Your offices mm-hmm. are in Minnetonka. Minnetonka. Do you have other locations all across the country, or do you focus your headquarters is Minnetonka? Yeah, we have HQ in Minnetonka. We have thirty people in house, um, and then a couple people remote. So a couple on the West Coast, one in Germany. It's it's like a medium, small, medium company. Um, but yeah, Minnetonka. I think people get really people are always really surprised when they're like, "You guys are in Minnesota. Like, what are you yeah, in Minnesota for?" That's inter- do you know? Can you tell us how that came to be? Or? Yeah. Yeah. So the guys who started the company uh, went to Bethel together, or two of them did. Um, Mm -hmm. Bethel, Minnesota, obviously. So Mm -hmm. um, they uh, basically were two huge cigar guys um, and partnered with other people that were developing different products for cigars and basically worked with them to develop, like, the best uh, saltwater packet to regulate humidity in cigars. Very, very specific. Um, and then it just kind of grew from there. And I think they always just stayed here because they, you know, had a growing family and typical Midwestern people, you know, um, (laughs) but, and it's really, really grown. I think like we've grown, I mean, I was part of a pretty big hire pool. We probably hired, uh, 10 ish, maybe a little less than 10 people in the last like year. And so it's really growing. And I think, if we were to expand, it would probably be where our bigger markets are, like maybe West Coast or Canada and things like that. That was going to be my next um, question. Do you see yourself expanding into other yeah, areas? Yeah, and I don't know any of these things for a fact, obviously, but everything I say is my own opinion, <laughs> not necessarily about what I actually was supposed to say that, so I'll throw that in right now, but yeah, all of my... Things that I'm saying are not, you know, necessarily Bovida's. Put the disclaimer uh, on the. Yeah, disclaimer, <laughs> disclaimer. Not Bovida's opinions. They are my own personal opinions. Um, not necessarily fact. But, yeah, and I think it's exciting to work for a company, too, that has um, global reach. Like, we're, I mean, we have team members going to Prague, going to Spain, going to things for trade shows all the time, which is really cool. And I know oh, you were fun. at a trade show in, yeah. was it Vegas? Yep. How, what was, because that was your first trade show with them, I'm guessing. It was. What was that like? Was that, like, what were the people like there? Like, I'm just trying to imagine, like, really what that question. would be like. Who did you <laughs> meet? Yeah, who so did you meet So that was, 
Rick Ross, actually. <laughs> Thanks for asking, Sam. That was the coolest moment ever. That makes a lot of sense. Yes, yeah, totally. I, I love so it. That was Cigar. That was a Cigar show. So that was a Cigar audience. Um, and I actually... Trade shows are a beast. Like, trade shows... I don't know if you guys have ever worked it, but you're going, like... 12 hour days you're going out networking afterwards Ugh. you're up and if you're in Vegas you're not sleeping yeah. <laughs> like it is the craziest mindset to be in everybody's just talking about how little sleep they got the night before they're like croaking like ah, been up until 6 woke up at 8 you know I'm like oh my god how are we awake <laughs> what is life right now so just oxygen pumping into the trade show convention yeah. center <laughs> um, but yeah it was really really cool to see I met a lot of people that are like People that we've done the For My Humidor campaign with. So, like, mm-hmm. I met, like, Rocky Patel, um, Hochi Blanco. You probably, probably don't know who any of these people we'll are. We'll put some links to those in the yeah, show notes. Yeah, Alec Bradley. Check them out. <laughs> um, but, yeah, Rick Ross was visiting um, Arturo Fuente's booth, and they had um, some packaging that we did with us. And so uh, we basically ran after Rick Ross's posse. It was like, here! And then we were like... And then he literally takes the bag, because we do, like, event bags, and so... It's like, you know, your, you know, high class or whatever, like, uh, Ziploc bag, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and then with, like, a packet of Boveda, so you put your cigars in there uh, to kind of keep them, you know, hydrated for travel and things like that. And so we basically, like, handed that to him, and he just takes it and just smiles and just kind of <laughs> pauses, and we're like, okay, we'll take a picture. <laughs> and I was like, he knows exactly yeah. what he's doing. Clearly, he has he's done been, this before. He's been around. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, I go, I, like, lost my words, of course, for a second, because I was like, oh, my God, this is Rick, Rick Ross. Ross. Rick Ross the boss. <laughs> and I'm like... I'm like, it's Boveda. It'll keep your cigars perfect forever. <laughs> and I just, like, literally, like, didn't even know. Back down to the basics. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Got to work on that. Um, <laughs> and so, yeah, he just took it and left. And, of course, we are like, stalking him on Instagram. Like, oh, did you post anything about it? But, yeah, we actually have an interesting reach in the hip-hop industry with cannabis and cigar, which is interesting. We've had, I don't know if you know who Burner is on Instagram. Mm-hmm. He's like, no. four million followers, maybe. Uh, my coworker sent me this post once and she was like, um, Burner, like, reposted or, like, has Bovida in one of his posts. And it's like, I mean, hundreds of thousands of impressions. And I'm like, oh my gosh, repost, repost, repost. So we definitely take advantage of those things. But back to the trade show life. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's a totally weird place to be in. All of our, I bless our salespeople for being able to do so that all the time. But I'm like trying to do the math. So like you guys do 60 trade shows a year and you have a staff of 30. Yeah. Do you hire outside people to help with the trade shows or is that your, that just that team doing uh, those? So our remote, not everyone is at every show. Okay, I was But like, our, like, oh remote gosh. people kind of do... I think everybody... Like, if you asked the person that goes to the most shows, I think they're probably traveling maybe, like, a couple times a month. Wow. Like, not every single week, but, like, you know, maybe every other week they're flying out to somewhere else. So, uh, and then a lot of... Like, some places will just have someone walk the show. So that means they will take a bunch of um, samples and just basically, like, go there. Like, we won't pay for a booth. Mm-hmm. And then other other shows we're like title sponsor like 30 by 40 we're flying 10 people out um we were just at lemon haze in tacoma washington which was really fun that was actually a fully wreck cannabis show so that was super super interesting um they don't allow like consumption on the floor or anything so like people aren't like lighting up joints like everywhere but (laughs) people were smoking them outside like cigarettes it was a really interesting culture to be around wow uh so that's what i mean when i say too that minnesota is like just a little like disconnected Mm -hmm. from it because you go everywhere else and people are just throwing around joints like you know like cigarettes and it's just totally more socially acceptable yeah so where do you see the cannabis industry 
five years from now? And I mean, again, this is always a tough question. I, I love to ask this mm-hmm. because I'm like, where do you see this going? Um, what are your thoughts about the future of can- the cannabis industry? So interesting. So um, going back to my point about trying to be or having to be innovative because you can't do things like Facebook and Twitter. Mm-hmm. I think Facebook will be dead. Facebook's going to be dead for the cannabis people, Mm -hmm. first thing. Second thing, I think influencers will continue to rise and they'll become brands in and of themselves. Uh, I think what'll be really cool, and I am stealing this from the multiple podcasts that I've listened to about (laughs) cannabis. We have our Cultivate podcast, which is a B2B uh, cannabis podcast. Um, Box Press is our cigar one. And that's that's more B2C, like consumer driving or consumer driven, but our Cultivate one is is really industry specific. But some guests on there have really brought up some points that I think are really interesting. Like the plant will start to be kind of cultivated like uh, craft breweries. So when you think about uh, like people popping up and doing little like brewing beers in their home and then having like opening up these craft breweries that are popping up everywhere, people are gonna start to grow at home and start like you know having these different kinds of things um and i think market themselves and there's going to be a lot of pop-ups of of different things like that so yeah that's super fascinating yeah Mm. oh my gosh can you imagine like i'm just picturing all the breweries we have here (laughs) like saturation to have that well and it's totally it's totally like i mean it's one and the same the only thing is there's such a stigma around Mm. it i mean and it's such an art when you talk to cannabis growers and cannabis people like they are so they're kind of farmers also, which is an interesting thing, Absolutely. but oh, yeah. they're very like about the technical things of like the seeds and, uh, you know, the care of the plant and their lighting. And there's so much that goes into it. Um, I think people will get really crafty about it. And I think people will start to develop their own strains and start to market them. And it'll be all of these little craft growers everywhere. I think that's <laughs> going to be really interesting to that's see. That's very interesting. This, yeah. is, this is a weird question. So like, like I think of organic farming is really big right now. Yeah. Is there... With, is there organic like cannabis farming? Is yeah. that a thing? Totally. So like <laughs> pesticide, like not no yeah, pesticide use yeah. and stuff like that. There's a lot of and there's a lot of politics behind that too. Like people, like organizations making you know pe- certain pesticides illegal and things yeah. like that. It is. I mean, it is agriculture. It is like the agriculture industry, um, and so it'll be interesting to have that be normalized and have that start to be everywhere because I think it will. It will. It's just a matter of time. I mean. And then the last question I have is, because we are in Minnesota, where yeah. do you think um, Minnesota is going with cannabis in the next, we'll say, two to three years? I wish I could say that it would be legal here because <laughs> it would make my life so much easier, but it's not anytime soon, unfortunately. Minnesota is not even on the five-year track. Um, maybe 10-year. Uh, I've, heard, I've heard people say that they think federal legalization will come before Minnesota. Um, and you wouldn't expect that. You no. wouldn't expect to hear that. Um, but it's kind of yeah, that's shocking to hear. Yeah, and hmm. it's it's only it's only because like the people that have that are being voted in and that are in power are not really doing things to to forward it besides what it's already legal for. It's already legal here for I'm pretty sure like basically things that are like almost terminal, mm-hmm. so cancer, seizures, mm-hmm. uh, different things like that, and. Um, you can get CBD at places like Fresh Time and stuff like that, and that's not a psychoactive one, like I was saying before. Um, but there are like ways you can get prescription for cannabis things that involve like or that have that include uh, THC. Um, but I mean, honestly, I have no idea. I feel like it's gonna be like trying to push a boulder up a hill a little bit for Minnesota. So 
probably need to keep scheduling trips to Denver and maybe Washington <laughs> for the time being. We'll market to those Sounds states good. for now. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, <laughs> so um, and you have a couple podcasts you had mentioned earlier, and I'm going to um, reiterate those one more time. So you have the Cigar Podcast, Box Press, and yep. then you have the Cultivate Podcast. So if people do want to learn more about kind of the nitty gritty in, in and outs, they can check those out. And I'm going to put links to the show notes to both of those. Um, and then also to Bovida.com so people can see the product and the website is beautiful. Do you guys maintain that in-house as well? We do, actually. Yeah, that's all on WordPress. Beautiful content wow. on mm-hmm. there. Love that. So yep. I mean, there's a really great information if you are wanting to learn more about the cannabis, cannabis industry because it is so new and fresh. I'm excited to do this podcast. This is probably the most unique podcast I'll say we've it's done got some so clickbait. far. It's got some oh, yeah. Clickbait. Oh, yeah. Totally. We'll, have, we'll have a good title on there for our clickbait I'm excited action. to see the stats on, on all these. Yeah. Um, thanks so much for being on today, Devin. This was great. Yeah, this is really fun. Thank you for having me. Um, all the links we talked about in today's podcast will be in the show notes at socialfeedpodcast.com slash EP65. Make sure to subscribe to the Social Feed Podcast with Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast player to get brand new episodes delivered right to you every Wednesday. Thank you all, and we will see you next week. The Social Feed is a production of Hubbard Interactive with music provided by Minneapolis-based artist John Atwell.